Hello and welcome back to Podcasting as Praxis. I'm David, my pronouns are he and him. I'm James, my pronouns are they and them. I'm Jamie, my pronouns are he and him. I'm Rob, mine are he and him. And I'm a very beleaguered Alistair, my pronouns are also he and him. Hooray, yeah. you're back. But you are alive. Yeah. yeah. So By by some sorry. definitions. Yeah. By the grace of dwarf, you're here. Yeah, if you, if you want to be a dwarf in my uh, Dwarf Fortress game that I'm currently uh, turning all the patrons uh, into dwarves in, uh, sign up to the Patreon and you can ask me in the mm. channel. Yeah. Do yeah, that. But... Receive um, regular updates about the mental health of your dwarf. Or the catastrophic death of your dwarf. Uh, either or. Yeah, also, mm. Alice is available for like fucking um, like Baldur's Gate 3 coaching sessions as well. <laughs> 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 yeah, for, for a princely £10 an hour. Yeah. I wanted to start today's episode by talking about sort of the one of the more perennial delights of uh, of, of the UK, and that is uh, that's that's its housing market and you know the continued Aww. death drive of politics to to keep that thing in the air. Uh, so this time it combines delightfully because you know tis the year of the election season. Um, so to keep, like I said, to keep the housing bubble going, um, but the Financial Times and other papers have had it now that. Um, Jeremy Hunt and Rishi Sunak are now considering a 99% mortgage scheme for first buyers, i.e. you just need to put 1% of like the, the total cost down and then you can borrow 99% of your money uh, mm -hmm. the, of the rest of it. With the, with the idea of the time, that it works every time. Who, who exactly. exactly has 1% of the cost of a house just lying around? Well, I mean, like more no people have it money than down. like... <laughs> I mean, the, the answer to that is like more more people have it than like fifteen uh, percent, which is sort of the the general like money down for for first home buyers at the moment. Yeah, but you could so, like, you could you, do though is just have an elaborate scheme whereby you can. It's probably like the most non-alienated labor you'll ever do. Like it will that you know it, it'll be the most you you'll ever be. <laughs> and the hardest bit to edit into this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Hope everyone likes eight-bit chip tunes. <laughs> uh, so the idea is that like um, uh, this this would be distinct from the um, help to buy scheme, but at least like a proportion of your ninety nine percent mortgage will be like underwritten by the government by the treasury. I've I've no idea how how much I can find that out. Um, this is in addition to, if you remember, I think a couple months ago now, we talked about um, like mortgages of 45 year terms that like could cross generations where like your parents are also in hock because they put part of the like value of their house into your mortgage. It's so, Wait, it's me. so, it's so good that uh, the government have seen the idea of social housing and gone, no, we can't, we can't just build houses under the, <laughs> under our own power. That's impossible. But what we could do is take all of the risk on for a bunch of insane mortgages because uh that's that is sensible management of the country's finances exactly i, I honestly it, think their approach is quite boring they should just wake us up when they've got mortgages that inherit to your children because then we really will be in feudalism again that'd be the best way to go well i mean that's I have the, the graph and it runs from 1995 to 2007 and it says that actually this shit's great so we should do it yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, argue with the numbers, baby. 
<laughs> this is a fact and logic podcast after all um yeah. no, it's uh, like these kinds of loans are pretty much like exactly what allowed the pre-2008 bubble to happen they are of course like incredibly risky because like you if you think about it if like you only own one percent of your home like um it, it only needs to drop in value very, very slightly, like your house, for the mortgage to be worth than than like the house itself. Well, it's not, which it's not even that know. though. Like, uh, if you, like, I mean, look at what has happened after, over the last few years. Like, people have fixed their mortgages uh, with like some non-insane amount of equity in their house, at yeah. like two, three, maybe four percent or whatever, and. Uh, interest rate or the bank of england has said fuck you and your fixed term has ended and now you're remortgaging with you know more equity in your home than you had however many years prior and you know people yeah, have your seen payment their, is still uh, like double yeah yeah like and you think how much like because obviously it's based on the actual capital of the uh the capital that you borrowed in the first place and if you're borrowing 99 percent of the value of a yeah. house like I mean, just call it two hundred and fifty thousand. Even on like a house that's cheap, in you know quotation marks, um, you know the fucking interest rates going up even slightly. If you can, even if you can afford the one percent, are going to be murderous. Just absolutely yeah. awful if interest rates m- move like a few like quarters of a percent, right? Yeah, no, like if you think about it, like the average lifespan of a of a of a mortgage, you know, especially one that that tends to float more, is like what somewhere between twenty and thirty years now. Think about like what we've seen in our lifetimes alone. Like it's it's just it's just fucking like it's just fucking wild. Like currently, Bank of England rates are like at f- about five point two five, I think. But what if they like go to seven or eight or you know, like you fix one at five and the interest drops yeah, back down to three because like some other fucking catastrophe has happened. Like it's and just considering it's, the fact that the Bank of England can do one thing and it's waggle the interest rates lever. Mm-hmm. Uh, like yeah, good luck. Yeah, I mean it's insane because like basically like it, it especially in areas in in London where like a lot of you know need is for houses, uh, but where the houses are already super expensive, like the, it, even there this proposal doesn't make any fucking sense because if you're borrowing ninety nine percent, like there's probably no way on earth that like you can just afford the monthly payments anyway, unless you're like really fucking far out on the or, like on the branch and just saying like yeah, they, you know this this sucker will never snap. Like it's just it's fucking wild. And if you're wondering like but like why are they doing this? Uh, well, the the whole idea is essentially is to get like young home buyers, like first time home buyers, like young people therefore to to vote Tory. So basically, like, you get a 99% mortgage on your house and they get another five years in power. I think that's a trade yeah. worth taking any fucking day of the week. Yeah, it's it's the ultimate in, like, short-termist policy because there is a very small, realistically, a very small number of people who are able to afford the £5,000 versus the, like, you know, yeah. £50,000 for a, uh, any kind of property in London. Uh, the... You know, it's a very small number of people, and what does this do? It just creates a bunch of insanely like unstable mortgages uh, that are probably going to be fine. I'm sure in uh, five years, whenever these mortgages are set to be renewed. It's very horrible the way you're talking about this. Where else would you like Dino to park his Audi A3? <laughs> 
Yeah, but like even on the other end, like if if you just talk about like the repayments, like if if you're a young person now, why would you why would you get like a, that risky mortgage when like whoever you work for probably isn't bumping your salary even by the rate of inflation, let alone like giving you like a proper wage increase? Where are you gonna get the fucking money from like on a, on a, on a monthly yearly basis? It's insane. So like you know it. it you're you're pretty much on the bottom end already of people who could just about or just about not afford a home so like the people who are supposed to be attracted by the scheme are like the same people who are at the like the riskiest end and like why fucking would you like if you're if you're if you're in this sort of precarious category because i was looking at like the um, the help to buy thing as well and i think even the tories admit it's only helped like forty thousand people buy a home which is like not a lot of people that's not a lot of people and not a lot of houses yeah but what what else am i the the bankruptcy hummingbird supposed to do but sup at the petals of finance wizardry <laughs> Yeah, my mind is just going through all the permutations of that, and I think I love it. I think that's my new favourite metaphor for, like, the financial system of this fucking country. Like, because that, that's all it is. It's, it's these fuckers moving from bankruptcy to bankruptcy at whatever level and just drinking their fill um, and just going tee-hee-hee and darting away whenever anyone tries to kind of put any hands on them whatsoever of any kind of repercussion. Yeah, I like it, David. Yeah, cool. also, also with, the same, with the same heart rate as, like, the average hummingbird from, from like, the just some sort of <laughs> cocaine that's running, like, yeah, fusing absolutely. through the system. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, think about it on, like, the broadest possible side, right? If, if you're not building new houses, which the Tories are categorically not fucking doing, literally mm -hmm. all this does is just, like, you know... It's just inflate the housing bubble even more because you will just pump more money into a system chasing like it, you know, maybe not a constant supply, but, you know, not expanding fast enough to, to meet the increase, like volume of money running through it. So all this is doing, like, it's sounding like, you know, oh, this is this is like for young people so they can do something nice. It's like, no, it's not. The secondary effect is, is the one they really want, which is like to inflate the value of property prices for like racist dads and landlords everywhere. Yeah, it's, it, and it's, then when these do end up getting fucking repossessed, like they they get auctioned off, and it'll be landlords that fucking buy them. Yeah, mm. but I have I have uh, you know I have good news for you because uh, Labour has also proposed its new um, its new housing scheme. Um, Fuck off! <laughs> well, we have to talk is about Angela Rayner involved. Yes, she is. She is uh, because apart from being the shadow minister for levelling up, uh, part of her job also involves housing. I guess. Even though there is a separate shadow housing secretary, so I'm not, I, I'm not entirely clear as to who does what. Um, Presumably, is, they uh, just can't be trusted or something. The shadow housing secretary builds the houses, and then Angela Rayner levels them up. It's like those mobile ads you used to get, you know, where it would like show you a picture of like a fucking old lady, and it'd be like gangster level one, and then it would show you a picture of fucking Tony Montana, <laughs> and gangster level nine hundred ninety nine. It's like that, but for brickwork. <laughs> it really is a sign of the times you don't even get that quality of ads on twitter anymore it's just it's really sad um anyway Star starmer while on a on a visit to somewhere in the midlands i think shrewsbury um you know they published some quotes midlands beforehand yeah it's time for change my labor government will be different different we will run a patriotic economy where britain's interest is set to stage <sighs> and britain's hard-working no. families reap the rewards a he flag just, in every wallet. He can just yeah. suck the crabs right out of my fucking crack, quite frankly. Like, what is a patriotic economy supposed to fucking mean? 
It means that the uh, the monarch would be on all of the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever the monarch is by the time this recording is released. Um. Yeah. <laughs> King, King's deed, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now we put we put we put uh we put the monarch on one side. We put the prime the current prime minister on the other. So that way you'll always have Keir Starmer's gurning face in, <laughs> within hand with uh, within arm's reach of you. Finally, a useful the penny press machine. But if you were like in any way like maybe confused as to you know w- what's going on here, uh, this is another quote uh, that you know that I mean they I was I was mildly confused by that. I don't know if my reaction gave that away. So according to Labour, like to to the press release itself, Labour will quote build a future built sorry will deliver a future built in Britain by Britain for Britain. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I wonder. I wonder what their strategy for uh, the British steel industry is at this point in time. Oh, I wonder if it's anything like what's happening right now, which is just to let that shit just go into the into Not, the ocean. When they say when they say built by Britain, they mean the entire fucking landmass is going to rise up and like arms are going to come out of it like a transformer, and then it's going to like fucking I don't know make a giant sandcastle for everyone to live in. Look, that's That'd those sandcastles. Cool, Have you seen the price of those? <laughs> that'd be really cool though like a sand like one of those sand castle uh, contests on the beach but it's like just two giant sky hands making something for you that'd be that'd be kind of mint actually um yeah i hope doggerland rises from the abyss to fight it no the thing that mainly it it, it it reminded me of is you remember like i think it was last week by this point it might have been two weeks where like douglas murray and the fash team were like teeing off about like the reason the housing market's in trouble is because migrants are, are like get, being given the council mm. houses for free i have a strong yeah, feeling that- i know fucking hate douglas murray i don't even know who he is or what he does i just I, like his name just comes up oh douglas murray said some fucking like incredible like dumb shit oh it's the 14 words cool yeah yeah he's he's one of the fashion open jackets that like was one of the many winners yeah, of our a, cunt of the year award yeah he's a right. he's a respectable fascist in that he espouses a great replacement bullshit Is he the one that ate essentially the no, no that's that was, goodwin uh, goodwin that's yeah, matthew him. goodwin all right okay is there is there a no- noticeable difference between the pair of them one of them didn't eat a book oh okay but if you're wondering how how Labour is gonna you know do the the the, the housing future built in Britain by Britain for Britain, um, I told you the landmass is gonna transform. <laughs> no, they're gonna uh, uh, change planning uh, laws, which is gonna make it easier to build uh, and also like uh, give council housing like even more like uh, you know liberty to work with private developers to build more country like more uh, council houses. So you know just, again the, the like, state is doing so- nothing. Wait, it's so fucking it pisses me off so fucking much that it's like oh we're going to encourage the private sector to build the houses oh yeah as if the private sector has not the entire time it is it has existed as a concept done the things that maximizes its profits so what are they going to do are they going to build a bunch of houses and cause the price of houses to crash or are they going to continue to do what they do which is drip feed houses in places where they can maximize their returns they are never going yeah. to do anything else why yeah but alistair why? alistair alistair have you considered 
Have you considered that I many have, MPs and I've dismissed are it out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> that, that many MPs are probably invested in their portfolios into housing manufacturers, etc. So actually, this is the rational decision for them to make for the benefit of, you know, themselves and their class. Like, here well, we are. Actually, they would, they would love for more houses to be built, just very specific ones in specific places and by specific companies. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How long do you think before some tech like genius gets like the, into the housing market and we finally get like remember remember there was one massive transformer that supposedly turned into an entire city like, oh, how yeah. long before do you think someone tries to make elon uh, musk tries to make that do you reckon they're gonna uh they probably probably just before that they're gonna suggest building building housing out of uh, shipping containers again yeah, again. Well, I mean, you're not like you're not far off in terms of saying like, what if housing was a big megazord? Uh, because yeah. there was recently the like is, a- Elon if- Musk's already perfected the big pink tunnel. What if? <laughs> what if like housing was a fucking transformer though? Like your whole city was a transformer, and your landlords like you know trying oh like yeah, yeah mortal like, engines. Your, your mm. landlords like right okay, so it's like twelve hundred pounds a month for this place, but you, you can see it's really spacious and everything, and when the robot transforms, you just fall out of its dick. <laughs> yeah, like you, you to get be crushed out to work every day. Yeah, you get you get crushed between its you know firm steel buttocks. Hang on, that <laughs> Rob, have you spent too much time on DeviantArt again? <laughs> I will not have my authority questioned in this way. Um. Whole new meaning to I live in a semi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but you are closer to the Megazord thing than you might have thought because uh, the Competition Markets Authority uh, did like a big study on house building recently, and they have and did it found, involve like, Megazords? Well, <laughs> it, they have found information that like the big house building companies um, are, you know, that there is quote unquote ev- evidence of information sharing. So I'm not saying they're a cartel industry, the big eight house builders, <laughs> but you know, they could be according to the Financial Times. I'm not saying this. But you, you are know, saying that a Megazord. Yeah. Yeah, I am suggesting that they could what be on the starting faces. What is a cartel if not secretly a Megazord? <laughs> but for like, this is know. why the war on drugs never works. Yeah. <laughs> when are comp- competition authorities finally going to investigate the Power Rangers? I every, say slamming time, my fist on my desk. Every time the DEA raid a stash house, it transforms into a robot and pisses them out. <laughs> All I'm saying... All I'm saying is I can't imagine Zordon's housing policy is going to be much worse than what we've got now. (laughs) Exactly. We welcome our Decepticon overlords. After 10,000 years, I'm free. It's time to build some fucking council homes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well even like when these people do get around to like um uh building some council houses uh according to the cma quote house builders do not have strong incentives to compete on quality leading to serious problems no. such as collapsing <laughs> staircases I'm, and ceilings more on this as we get it <laughs> <laughs> well i mean there was uh, like a- the best bit about these insane mortgages like you'll what be paying if- them off for the rest of your life but you'll go through three new builds in that fucking time what if we standardised Grover House? <laughs> yeah. We can't, we can't I mean, possibly meet those standards, Jamie. <laughs> you're, you're not that far off, because like there was a, a recent BBC uh, news investigation. Um, <laughs> Insulation honestly, under every stairway. Honestly, Rob, Rob, the most annoying <laughs> fucking thing you ever say to me is you're not that far off. Like, <laughs> 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 
no, it's uh, uh, they they found this is in in uh, in embarking. Um, they found major structural flaws in balconies of like a uh, a council housing estate uh, built by the multinational film Bouges Bouges uh, UK. It's pronounced uh, after one, <laughs> one balcony collapsed and concerns were raised about three others. So, like, literally, like, the balconies were crumbling and falling apart. And then, and this is me quoting from the BBC thing. Tests carried out on behalf of the BBC found that materials used in the partially collapsed balcony found plywood that was made from non-durable species and weak glue. It was totally unsuitable for outdoor use and was so susceptible to, de- and also, therefore, susceptible to decay and collapse, which it, you know, yeah. then, of Man, course, did. What is the... And- what is the world is coming the, um, to when you can't make your own balcony swimming pool? I mean, I ask you this. Is the, uh, a is the balcony just like me for real? Is the landlord's <laughs> response to this to just put up a sign outside that says no fat people? <laughs> uh, well, the the, the landlord, the the landlord. If, in case you were wondering, uh, in, this, in this case, technically the the, the freeholder is um, uh, the council. So, you know, the council is investigating the council to see if the council's ordered to build some, you know, fake council can they houses. That? Uh, um, <laughs> well, for, for now they can. Um, and, the council was very annoyed about this, but also relieved. Mm. But you remember where we started with, you know, Labour making all these promises about building a million and a half new houses. So, like, um, the the Dagenham, Buckingham Dagenham Council, which is responsible for, you know, putting up this shit job together with the multinational construction firm, is um, not just run by Labour. There's literally no other councillor on that council. It's like there's no Tories, there's no Lib Dems, no Greens, nothing. There's no independence. I it's imagine just to get so that. much done. Yeah, yeah, I imagine that's uh, very healthy. Um, everything is subject to appropriate scrutiny. Uh, everything is held to account, yeah? Yeah, I, like, bet yeah. Nobody's that's dad, fine. I bet nobody's dad got a swim pool built out of that. <laughs> and, you know, but it could it, it could be better because the uh, the other thing that Rainer was uh, was hyping up this week is that um, it, that Labour once again make, wants to make it even easier to uh, buy, you buy your council house. So imagine not only exactly. like being able to like buy your council house with a ninety nine percent mortgage, but then also have it have the balcony of doom attached to it. That's going to yeah. be that's yeah, an incredible also, future. They're also cut the red red tape around gold dust. I'm hearing. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, pretty much. Um, anyway, so that's like that's that's your uh, that's your brief housing update. And then I wanted to to talk about something which is housing update. You know, it's fucked still. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in in terms of things that are fucked, I do want to to, to talk about it because you know it's not it's not it's not good. Um, mainly from uh, uh, Scottish legal news this time, and also some other publications, but they can go to hell. No. Um, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, the the UK's first and only uh, trans judge, uh, Victoria McLeod. She 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 currently still is quite a senior civil magistrate. She's Resign- she is resigning her post. Um, I'm going to read you a few bits that of her resignation letter that were, of course, leaked to the papers. Quote, I have reached the conclusion oh. that in 2024, the national situation and present judicial framework is no longer such that it is possible in a dignified way to be both trans and a salaried prominent judge in the UK. Um, if you were Very wondering cool. what yeah. she's talking about, Good. it's because the fucking... That sounds, that sounds normal. It's yep. it's be- because the turf cunts, uh, of course, have gone after her because she's partly responsible for something called the Equal Treatment Bench Book. It's basically like a manual on like how to treat people 
as the judge as they appear in court. So she wrote a section to deal with with trans issues, pronouns, you know, or, or, or names, all that stuff. And she said, um, you know, you must refer to people, including suspects, who come into your courtroom by their, you know, pronouns and then the gender that they that they present as as they wish to be addressed. Mm-hmm. So then the TERFs, of course, have gone in and said, well, what if a trans person is a rapist and then you still have to refer to them by their new name? So then it becomes, you know, trans women in in women's prisons and so on and so forth. And this has reached such a fucking point that like a senior civil magistrate thinks that she can no longer, um, you know, function as a as a again not 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 a low-lying magistrate not like someone in like you know but like a senior magistrate in the london courts um yeah this has reached this has reached such a point such a point that helen joyce has to read harry potter grot on the train yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's for research jamie it's 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 for research i I don't see what the problem is it's it's just for research she's only doing research um she's doing research in fact was it yeah yeah yeah. she says it's uh doing research into how trans groups use fan fiction to indoctrinate children among other things sure it was yeah Mm -hmm. yeah never mind that it's a don't believe a fucking word of that no me neither you know what i mean Anyway, like a little bit more from Victoria's resignation letter. Um, Rosa Parks' choice of seat was political because of the color of her skin, she added. More prosaically, for me, I am now every time uh, political when I choose to go to the bathroom. Less prosaically, the judiciary, by continuing to let me be a judge, is now at risk of being political or being politicized. So, I mean... it is it is kind of fun, kind of funny the idea that the judiciary isn't political in like inherently but uh, i do yeah. understand the point the point she's trying to make i mean mm-hmm. as a, as a civil magistrate you know like you you know like the the judiciary is not supposed to be i get the contradiction and so on and so forth but you know like it, it, yes ju- judges make political decisions they do but like the choice of where a judge goes to the bathroom should not be anywhere fucking near that that's you not know, you know in another job you'd call this constructive dismissal mm-hmm. i mean mm. you know like, like i should i should also say that, uh, that that before before she was outed and this was quoted a few times as by a national newspaper uh, i don't know which one i'm obviously not going to look that up because i'll take the, your fucking whoever pick. that they're is all, they're can, all culpable fucking, yeah they're all culpable and they can all go you know, to fucking hell. So she just served as a normal person doing her job as a judge until some fucking cunting, you know, paper outed her for no good reason. And then, yes, afterwards she said, yes, I am who I am and I want, you know, I want some visibility also for for trans kids and other people to see that, you know, it's just normal, I'm just a human being, everything's fine. So, you know, after which she became a bit more prominent and a bit more in the public eye. But... The, the instigation of that was not by choice. It was one of our fucking fine, you know, guardians of the fucking truth. So I, it shouldn't be stated, but, you know, and it, and it's a point that, that November was, was making earlier on, on Twitter, but like for, for trans people everywhere and, and, and allies and, you know, just normal people who aren't Helen fucking Grot Joyce, it's just like, 
if a senior civil magistrate, someone, you know, high up in the court system, in the, you know, by any ranks, you know, in the, in the higher echelons of UK society, if even these people can be, like, hounded out of their profession by a bunch of counting turfs, what chance do the rest of us have if there's not, like, a serious change in attitude? Like, this is, like, this is genuinely fucking disturbing shit. And, like, I, I did the thing that I shouldn't have done, but I did it anyway. And I looked very briefly at, you know, the, some of the comments on Twitter and, and in the comment sections of the papers that were writing about oh, this. Oh, boy. And it's just wall-to-wall... You know what it is. It's just fucking wall-to-wall yeah. Yeah. shit. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't, we don't need to... And I'm not going to repeat it because it's uh, all fucking disgusting. But it's just, it's, they're all fucking just revolting pig people. And I just, you know, I wish for, for, for good lives and everybody, you know, for, for most everybody and everywhere, except these fucking turfs. I really hope you all have the most hideously unpleasant. I hope you all fucking end up worthless and alone and buying a pasta pan for yourself. (laughs) Ah, Just really just a, just a shit day in Britain all around. Anyway, speaking of shit days in Britain, David, do you want to pick up the the next bit? Because I think I, I I will just get unreasonably angry. Rob if is un- incensed. Yeah. yeah, which is oh, yeah, yeah, fair the enough. Good news, I'll I'll take us to the um the light and breezy topic of parliamentary procedure. Oh, <laughs> oh great! Give over. Everyone, crack open your textbooks and turn to page forty-seven. <laughs> oh dear. What what does Hitman have to do with this? <laughs> so. Last week was, last Wednesday was the opposition day in Parliament, which is the thing that normally doesn't, well, doesn't matter anymore because Jeremy Corbyn is no longer there to rack up an ideological kill count. Um, <laughs> so typically this this is just a day where an opposition party gets to set out its own motion for Parliament that then everyone gets to have a, a vote on and the government can try and amend it to save face, and it, none of it really matters anyway because none yeah. of it's binding on the For government. For example, yeah, Kirsten will say, Rishi Sunak, I love you, I want to kiss you on the mouth, and uh, it will be amended to say, I'd also lick your shoes. So this, this, yeah. this is this <laughs> nature. And it, it never did matter because it didn't matter how big a kill streak um, you know, Jeremy Corbyn got ideologically. He would never drop the ideological nuke when he hit the 20, you know? It, it, did, it, it yeah. did have a few moments, though, where you had like John McDonnell throwing a... Uh, the little red book across the table, which was in itself very funny, if maybe not slightly weird, but best. not unfunny. <laughs> okay, yeah. but like we, I mean, we think thrown- that the red book actually was thrown by him, but what happened was part of his hand and skin melted and it slipped from his grasp. <laughs> that, the only way that would have been actually cool is if he'd like thrown it at someone's face. Well, didn't George Osborne pick it up and go, "Oh, it's his signed copy" or something like that? It was something oh, like, like I don't. I, uh, I, I've taken a fucking i've taken a very specific cocktail of drugs and medica- meditation so that i no longer have to perceive george osborne so <laughs> have to answer that yeah. mystery on your own but jamie did you, you love his podcast you uh, you're always him? talking about it he has a podcast oh i will threaten don't. you with a good time but that is don't. still to come don't <laughs> so, is that the name of the podcast so. <laughs> so. jamie looking at the polaroid of alistair it says don't believe his lies on this one great So what happened on Wednesday last week was that it was the SNP's turn to put a motion. And the SNP put forward a motion to call for a ceasefire in Gaza. Mm. Yeah, the SNP were just about to grab hold of the PlayStation controller when it was yanked recklessly out of their Mm -hmm. hands by uh, by the speaker. 
Yeah. So what normally happens is the opposition party, whose day it is, gets to put the motion forward and then one amendment is granted. That amendment is to the government and then it's vote, the amendment's voted on. If, well, if it doesn't get fucking chosen, then the original motion gets put forward for an actual vote. Yeah. What happened Which the opposition was, always loses, so it's like, it's, yeah. Yeah, so functionally it doesn't matter, but the point is that a vote can be held on something and people have to put their name for against or I'm shit yeah. fear of doing but anything. can't have else. that. Can't have that happen. No, 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 you can't. Um, and you very expressly yeah. can if the speaker decides that you have to fuck off and not do it for reasons which we will get into in a bit. So the speaker... Mm, the speaker, Lindsay Hoyle, who is a Labour MP, by the way, uh, decided that the Labour no, Party... No, he sheds all, all colour of partiality yeah, when he, bec- he, he, he becomes a being of pure neutrality. Sorry, yeah, he's I couldn't tell my wife of that <laughs> from you both. Pushing your glasses through your frontal fucking cortex. Yeah, Lindsay Hoyle was last heard to say, tell my wife hello. <laughs> Yeah, Lindsay yeah, Hoyle had um, all of the blood drained from his body, lest it give anyone any illusions that he might still have allegiances to Labour. Yes. So he decided that the Labour Party would be allowed to also propose an amendment, um, despite it being the SNP's day. And it was decided that the first amendment that we put forward would be Labour's. Uh, yeah. Which, you know... Which is a lot of procedural wank, but it is like... Yeah, not it really is not supposed to be done that way for you know the no. reason that opposition parties in the UK parliamentary system already have like the most bitch made chairs in the house so like this is like the only way they can maybe do like a mild thing and then you know they can't anymore go yes. fuck yourself yeah so if Labour's amendment was agreed upon then the whole motion with that amendment would then be voted on meaning the original SNP motion as it was would never see a chance to be voted on if Labour actually mm-hmm. managed to get away with that. Now, Labour would have got away with it, guaranteed, in a normal voting process because it would have avoided everyone having to either not vote or vote against something that was actively a ceasefire. More details on that in a bit. Funnily enough as well, the uh, the I was having a little look to see, like, you know, I was looking to see where, where are the amendments... The BBC outright said on its website that if the Labour amendment was chosen, it functionally didn't matter because it was basically the same as the SNP one. Was I it hate though? This so much. Yeah, was it? Well, it's naked propaganda at this point. Just oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So the the SNP's motion originally was that this house calls for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza and Israel notes with shock and distress that the death toll has now risen beyond 28,000, the vast majority of whom were women and children. Further notes that there are currently 1.5 million Palestinians sheltering in Rafah, 610,000 of whom are children. Also notes that they have nowhere else to go. Condemns any military assault on what is now the largest refugee camp in the world. Further calls for the immediate release of all hostages taken by Hamas and an end to the collective punishment of the Palestinian people and recognises that the only way to stop the slaughter of innocent civilians is to press for a ceasefire now. Now, that was the motion as it would have been had it not been amended and as it should have been pushed through. Labour deleted everything after the first three words. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did. 
And then they just added mm-hmm. some bullshit about like how, like, yeah, maybe we would like a ceasefire, but have you considered that Israel also has a legitimate right to self-defense? And if Hamas does one yep. thing, it's actually okay for, you know, Israel yeah, to just yeah. keep fucking doing so genocide. The the Labour one didn't say anything about the self-defense thing. Ah. So no, the, the Labour one said the Labour one said something about like um, that, like obviously peace could only last if Hamas like stopped fucking around or something. Labour made it conditional, effectively. Yeah, yeah. they they called for a conditional ceasefire in which Hamas should surrender, and that means also, that a ceasefire was a bit, should be allowed. There was a bit in the SNP one about how like we should stop sending weapons. I think uh, I saw that. I think that was yeah, the new that, one that they were going to propose, wasn't that it? That was yeah. So yeah, oh. we'll, we'll get onto that in a bit, but it wasn't in right. the original. Um, the enough. Tories one was somehow worse than labels and just uses the entire thing to screech about Hamas um, and 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 nothing much Hamas else. Mentioned. And doesn't yeah. even say anything about a ceasefire, but then it refers back to its um, humanitarian pause shit. Oh, are we going so, back to this, are we? Okay, cool. Yeah. So what happened was um, everyone got very fucking mad that the Labour Amendment was even being allowed to be taken yeah. on, rightly so. And the Tories and the SNP both walked out and the Labour one passed unanimously without a vote. Yeah, because literally because nobody else was, was in the room. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that was it. It was unchallenged. Well, that, that, just sounds like, that just sounds like a sign of how well Keith has united the party under his sterling <laughs> leadership. <laughs> Well, that, that's the reason the, to- the Tories were raging about this because, like, they would have had to vote against something with a ceasefire on it, but they would have happily done that shit anyway. The whole reason they're raging about it is because it allowed Starmer to, like, sidestep what could have been a really dodgy rebellion for him. Um, because that motion originally that talks about the collective punishment of the Palestinian people, which is a war crime, yeah, um, mm-hmm. has previously been supported but, by yeah, Starmer. Say, it's it's a war crime that he spe- specifically said on like fucking radio that was that was that was fine didn't he yeah he did yeah 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 that was actually okay for israel to cut off water and electricity yeah 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 like audio visual records exist um i have a button dedicated to yeah, it no so, they don't david and yeah. uh, no you don't israel does have that right the vote, in effect, would have been, had it been successful, a vote on a roundabout way of saying our leader actually loves war crimes. So obviously that had to be avoided at any fucking cost. The party would have been wrecked on the altar of claims of anti-Semitism, which the SNP motion presumably was to fans of war crimes. And for all the trouble of this and winning that, he is now potentially getting put in front of the standards committee and I mean, the SNP not that that are also calling matters, for but... not that it matters the SNP are also calling for some independent fucking inquiry into it which like again it's the SNP so it doesn't matter what they say uh, because they just simply won't do anything with it I think independent inquiries should be headed by the Punisher <laughs> mm. <laughs> I support this I'd, very very much I just yes. like the cut of his jib Uh, a couple of days ago the speaker then decided that he would have a do-over because he's obviously got it wrong and felt very bad about it 
less yeah. than a couple of days ago, he then decided that he wouldn't do that actually. So um, it's it's not really necessary anymore because the government said that they were ready to make a relevant statement so there wouldn't be any need for an emergency debate. And the statement was, we would like a humanitarian pause, please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of this, it, it, all look, all of this is a lot of like parliamentary wank. And, and I know if you're listening to this, I know. Like, we, all of us know, but, like, it, this shit, it, you know, it is right that the S&P is fucking livid about this. And it is, like, because specifically on this point when, like, you know, people are completely right to be fucking pissed about Gaza and correct that, you know, they that something genuinely needs to be done. And there's, you know, there's there are legitimate reasons to say that specifically the UK should be doing things because, like, the UK... Yeah, yeah, we can't make the Israelis like do anything. That's entirely correct. No, but, but we like, could stop giving them guns and bombs and bombs no, and no, you know, no, no, abstaining no, on on votes in 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 the United Nations. You know, yeah, those things are literally not possible. I'm afraid, and it's just mature, grown up politics to uh, abstain on anything that is possibly going to cause uh, an end to a genocide. Hmm. It's just it's just yeah. the moderate stance. Yeah. It, yeah. So on the the government side of this, uh it's this whole thing has been used as an excuse to be a bit more crackdowny and authoritarian, which is always cool and good. Um it did have at least a funny result of Lee Anderson feeling braver than usual and then getting suspended oh, yeah. for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that fucking five P prick. I mean yeah, what honestly, did he do again like, exactly? Oh, he, yeah, he did he the, said the, the quiet whole, part loud. Yeah, yes. he said the quiet part yeah, yeah, loud. But... He, he accused um, Sadiq Khan of being in the pocket of big Islamism. Yeah, uh, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a, a big part of the excuses used for the, the kind of crackdown stuff is that obviously MPs are just ooh, ooh, small beans who feel threatened all the time now. Uh for example, Labour MSP Paul Sweeney's office in Glasgow was stormed by no some other folk that were holding <laughs> signs in a corridor. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. was fucking wild. He was like, my office is under threat from, you know, what it, I, I think he came within hairs of saying, you know, Islamist thugs. And then they it posted so, fucking pictures so of it. It was so funny. Yeah, it was so funny because he was like, <laughs> oh my, oh, my God, office these... was stormed. People were like, you're not really under any threat. And he's like, tell that to people in my office, which was stormed earlier. Yeah, it was just a bunch actually, of white middle-aged folk. Like, it yeah. was just some folks, like, they look like fucking party staff. It was a bunch of yeah. people that looked like they get the the discount cod at the fish and chip shop. Yeah, yeah. It, was it was just like, like it was just a bunch of old people. But like, it was like, and he was like, "Well, they got past two security doors, and it's like someone held it open for them because they're old people." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they, honestly, we, they looked like. Well, I imagine exactly who they are, which is like people who've been, you know, just nice, kind old people who've been. Yeah. I mean, you, a you member say of that, Stop Rob, the War for like 20 plus they years. Were wielding, they were wielding placards made of machetes, so like you need to bear that in, <laughs> you know, need to take that in mind. Yeah. Like it's, it's, <laughs> having, your, having your security owned by people letting some old folk in is amazing. Where are your British values now, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Sunak put out a statement with. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read part of it. This is fucking just. The thing is, though, that what what we need is a law that stops you from taking photographs of people in MPs' offices, and then that'll never happen again. No. Uh, <laughs> like the, the the protest sounded a lot more menacing when we couldn't see it. 
Yeah, <laughs> turn every MP's office into a fucking black site. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, Sunak put out a statement. Uh, legitimate protests hijacked by oh, extremists. Oh, go fuck yourself. Legitimate terrorism. protests. Elected representatives verbally threatened and physically violently targeted. Okay. Um, okay, targeted but not attacked. Interesting use of language there. Mm. And anti-Semitic tropes beamed onto our own parliament building. Beamed. And in par- yeah, beamed, yeah. Yeah, and in parliament straight from week- the Starship Enterprise to the side of your <laughs> clock tower. Oh, because this is because somebody beamed from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free on fucking Big Ben. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know, nice that that is now officially recognized. I mean, I know we've been this discussion like seven weeks old, but like, nice that we're just, just now saying, oh, yeah, that's that's anti-Semitic by nature. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, have, to, have the government. Do you need have to commit anti-Semitism to accuse people of anti-Semitism? That's how it works. Have the, the government considered just making Palestinians a prescribed terror organization? Almost fucking certainly. Yeah. Like, what if what if we just weren't allowed to, like, say the word anymore, you know? Well, you see, they're aiming to make them the stateless people. The government doesn't people. like it when you can't say the word. Yeah. <laughs> they're aiming to make them stateless peace people, like, um, what's her name? The uh, person we stripped citizenship from. Shame uh, she was groomed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, they're, they're, they've set up the framework, essentially. Um, you know, it's mm. in progress. So give it time. <clears throat> Continues. And then Parliament this week... A very dangerous signal was sent that this sort of intimidation works. It is toxic for our society and our politics and is an affront to the liberties and values we hold dear in Britain. Mm -hmm. Our democracy cannot and must not bend to the threat of violence and intimidation or fall into polarised camps who hate each other. It is 2024. Jesus fucking yeah. Just, Do you know what else is toxic for our society? Is dumping fucking waste in the water. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's no, like, that's letting, letting that's, people live in houses that are made ninety nine percent out of mold. <laughs> yeah, but that one percent, like one percent mortgage, that's uh, that's a one to one ratio, baby. The fucking economy, so it costs like eight pounds to buy a loaf of bread. All of these things that I would put are more toxic to our society. Than MPs being asked questions, yeah, but that's by, the point. By some though, kindly like, pensioners, I society, think the issue... as far as MPs are concerned, is literally just the bubble that they exist in, and I don't mean that in some fucking the news agents mm. Westminster bubble fucking pish. It is that like little bubble class. of the elite. Yeah, it's yeah. class. It's it's where these people fucking exist and only exist within any sort of intimidation that is working is a direct confrontation and uh, contradiction uh, of, of the, the order in which society functions. They cannot possibly allow it. The minute that people are more accountable as MPs or, or representatives of a democracy than the system is supposed to allow, then there are actually problems, and those are the things that need fixing. Yeah. Well, it's just us fucking ignorant peasants who don't understand that, like, you know what I mean? Like, supplying housing and making sure people can afford to live is not, like, the government's job. The government's job is to be invited to football matches and have, like, 10 grand donated to them so that they'll fucking give up on, like, major ticket policies, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, they're also like, they, they know what direction their policies are taking the country in and what they're trying to do and succeeding in doing is just dismantling all of the legitimate process and all the rest of it so that they are well prepared and have like skilled up and you know prepared their police force they have prestige, so that yes. when things yeah so that when they reach crisis point um you know they will just be able to do really severe civil society crackdowns on anyone who steps out of line and complains well, that maybe the food shortages are bad actually does anyone remember dick bobshaft <laughs> oh, he's in the Mandalorian now. season three, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, John Woodcock is back in oh, penis form. Go fuck um, yourself, John Woodcock. Yes, um, John Woodcock, um, who left the party under a cloud of accusations. I think the technical saying goes. Uh, the edited version might go something like that. Uh, <laughs> so. Is he the Boris one that- Johnson? No, that's a different <laughs> lord. <laughs> that, yeah. John Woodcock fucked off to the lords and was given uh, a job by Boris Johnson, then PM, uh, to review broadening expedited public space protection orders. What? Uh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. anemic. That must means it's good. Yes. Mm, yeah, uh, so these were set up as uh, ba- it's basically like an exclusion zone for protest. The initial mm. idea of them was, I, I can't remember if it was specifically for them, but I think it was mainly for, or at least they were mainly used for, COVID-19 vaccination centres mm-hmm. to stop people protesting outside of them. And uh, schools are like the kind of two big ones. They're not widely used. Cops don't even like using them because it opens them up to too much fucking hassle. So, uh, <laughs> ah, yeah. so this is no, right, we, so this we is, will, yeah, yeah. We will we'll simply yeah. uh, disband the police by overloading them with powers so that they become too like they will crush. <laughs> they will be crushed under the weight of their own power. It's the only way to be sure. Yeah. Make the make yeah. the police leveling up like skill tree, the one from fucking Path of Exile, <laughs> so they all just get sick and go for a different career. so the reason that this was initially ordered this review was because extinction rebellion was a thing that the government cared about uh Mm -hmm. we've since moved on from then because everyone has accepted that they can't do anything really meaningful yeah yeah Yeah. i can't get the Um, image of a police officer like giving up on his career because he can't work out which patch to socket on his arm to show that he's fascist and get the bonus from it like jamie you've done me brain damage with that one goddamn he has since widened the scope of this because obviously it's a pointless job now um to quote islamists in the wake (laughs) of october 7th oh man a solution in search of a problem Mm. he says there's a serious and concerted effort by parts of the hard left working who are the islamist groups are they in the (laughs) room with us well, actually, they are. If you're listening to this, they are in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Working with Islamist groups to present a sense of menace to intimidate MPs. Oh. MPs a are sense scaled. of menace is a serious downgrade in uh, terms of threat, <laughs> if you ask me. Yeah. A denouement of Dennis. <laughs> yeah. Bino's really lost it these days. A vague apparition of concern is haunting Europe. 
<laughs> MPs are scaled. It's having a really corrosive effect. Even if there is no direct violence, it's having an effect, and that's unacceptable. I mean, that was it's all just, that was all correct until until the end. Although, I mean, maybe not yeah, the corrosive bit, yeah, but it's just making it so much harder to enjoy uh, like a bunch of fucking cucumber sandwiches in the private box at the football yeah. that you got in exchange for like fucking just agreeing to pass a law that says it's legal to like work prisoners to death on a barge somewhere. It is you know not I mean? right for protest to be effective. It's not supposed to be. We fixed that decades ago. Yeah. If, if those like millions of people marching for rights would each chip in a pound to get like fucking this guy a box at the football, that's the correct way to go about things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do, I so, do want to also add before, before we move on to something else, the fact that, mm. uh, the Gaza protests every Saturday uh, across the country have been like uh, people, Great. MPs are complaining that they, that all of these protests are tying up police resources, uh, make, making the police exhausted, uh, costing loads of money oh, to, no. to protest all of the. Yeah, I know it's a real it's a real crying shame that the protests are fucking working by building oh, pressure oh, on various parts police. of the establishment. Are the poor widow police officers too, t- too tired to sit on their Ooh. fat fucking ass and give you a crime again, number? Did and I, again, um, this is a this is a funny like uh, unintended side effect of giving the police too many powers. So uh, we criminalise various <laughs> aspects of these protests, but it's down to you, the police, to spend your resources in order to attempt to enforce all of yeah. these completely insane anti-protest laws that we've now implemented. Have the police have the police considered like fucking constructing additional pylons? but no did i see someone this week or did i dream it that someone had said that like um the protests were the reason knife crime was so bad in london because the police were just too busy chasing protesters around yeah you did see that jamie that that was a thing someone did come away with hordes from stabbing people (sighs) well Surely if they were cons hordes, they'd be using bows. Never mind. Well, that's where we are. Or bad. And that's where we're going. (laughs) Now, the the rolling plains of Walthamstow, where the little sturdy battle ponies of, like, the London knife wielders live. Yes, all right, cool. (laughs) Okay, so now let's get completely off that topic and instead read an article. The oh. article is mm. can we, can Death we do and that? Rape Threats Bricks Through Windows MPs Must Be Able to Serve Without Living in Fear oh. by Stella Creasy MP. Fuck oh. Stella Creasy MP. Okay. Our febrile political culture cannot normalise the idea that politicians' homes I'm and sorry, families sorry, sorry, are legitimate up, targets for protests. I'm from the Red Wall and someone's going to have to explain febrile to me. Oh, she just she misspelled feeble. Don't worry. I'm just I'm just a simple I'm just a simple humble country racist, and all I like is the racism, and that that sounded like fancy talk. It's, oh, no, it's, it's fine. This was in the Guardian. Yeah, oh, it's okay, as, right. it's, it's, not, as, it's, it's not, not for racist. me. Yeah, no. Yeah. Does that mean I can have okay. the rest of the night off? Nope. <clears throat> yeah, we we have a separate version for you. It's uh, it's it's Mister Man goes to Parliament. <laughs> yeah, if you Which thought Mr. if you Man? thought you could escape this crab bucket, Jamie, you thought wrong. Which Mister Man? I need to know. 
<laughs> Does that prick, going to the House of Lords or if not? If it's that prick, Mr. Rush, I'm not reading it. <laughs> Mr. It's Top the Hat thing, and the Gambling Council. It's the thing every MP feels, but it is increasingly becoming... <laughs> but it is increasingly becoming an occupational hazard. The brick hurled at the office window. The rape and death she threats such that a arrive in the post. She got such a fucking about one thing that happened one time, and it wasn't even what she thought it was. No. Yep. <laughs> like that. So happened, like, before that we proceed, happened. Before we proceed, what happened? Like, let actually fill me in on what happened with this brick, right? It was a Labour MP called Mary Cray in Wakefield, and it was like, uh, I can't even remember what it was, but it wasn't like a straightforward somebody threw a brick through a window. It was some, there was really weird shit going on there. Like that was... Was that the one one where like, oh, they put a brick through the office window and it turned out to be like the fucking... Was um, it wee bombs? There was someone had just smashed a window on the like fucking entranceway to the building where their office was. Yeah, or they were claiming that, like, a brick was thrown through the window, but all the glass was on the outside. Like, there was some really weird <laughs> shit going on. I mean, oh, yeah, brick, that, yeah, the that, brick like, that could was still one. have been thrown on, through the window in that case. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. The brick hurled at the office window. The rape and death threats that arrive in the post. That Angry voices. Quickly. Yep. Angry voices abusing you, it de-escalated quickly. Your staff or your family, both on and offline. Oh no! I hate to, I hate to just be like a bit, you know, outre and out there. But if you're a fucking Labour MP and like you live in where I don't know what the numbers are, but they're sky fucking high. It's like eighty percent of Labour members want like a ceasefire now. Don't care about you know retaliation. It's just fucking stop fighting. Stop the fucking genocide. If your position is to turn against 80% of the people in your party and, like, 70% of the general electorate, why are you surprised the people who, like, presumably okay, went door-knocking for you are fucking livid at you? Why is this a surprise? Those, oh, just- those people are already in the party, and so they can be, now be safely ignored. What are they going to do? Leave? Just... They should. Yeah. How dare they? <laughs> In that's that's years, the wrong tack, Jamie. It's good. That's that's the right answer to that. <laughs> yeah, shaking off fleas, I think they called it. Yeah. Ooh. In recent years, I've experienced all of these things, and I know I'm not alone. Public life is drowning in hate and violence and harassment towards political okay. Resep- okay, representatives. This, this is going to be like some fucking... Do you know what I mean? It's going to be like, oh yeah, there's like so much fucking like hate on on online from like hate mobs, and it's like it's going to be like fucking just normal Twitter users, isn't it? It's going to be a bunch of people on Twitter who don't know who Stella Creasy MP is or what MP means because they're all in a basement in Montana somewhere, wanking mm. off to like Pepe the Frog memes, and do you know what I mean? They called us some kind of like fucking slur because that's just yeah. how Twitter operates. It's also like, I mean, you've, you've hit on it, Jamie, because I've been sitting here thinking, okay, which direction of a political spectrum did which acts come from here? Because mm. we pretend yes. it's like a monolith. It's just like, oh, society is in decline. It's also violent and hateful. So it's like, okay, which direction is this abuse coming from mostly? Because I'm going to place a bet that a lot of this stuff to do with like sexual assaults, etc., is not fucking coming from the left, just on average. I'm going to place that bet, frankly. 
I don't think Diane Abbott is getting a lot of racist abuse from the left. Let's put it that way. It's going to be like that thing where, like, was it Margaret Hodge, like, personally fucking put in, like, 500 complaints during Corbyn's leadership about, like, uh, Labour members being anti-Semitic, and she just found 500 comments on Facebook, and she didn't know who any of the people were, or let alone whether they were actually fucking Labour members or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just turn off the internet. You ever think we'd all just be happier if the internet just got turned off? Oh god! It yes. wasn't. It yeah. wasn't a mothership. Margaret- a mothership descended from the sky, and they just like some fucking green bloke got out and just went. We're taking this back. You can't be fucking trusted. You can have it back when you learn to behave. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, I now remember who it was. I I almost got it wrong, but this was like a long time ago. No, it was like it was a uh, 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 two thousand eight. But even in two thousand eight, like fucking that fucking piece of shit Harriet Harman like went on a walk in her own constituency I think of Peckham and then like walked around wearing his stab vest while escorted by four police officers for a walk in her own fucking constituency because you know she was talking she wanted to highlight the issue of knife crime that's popularity you can't buy (laughs) (laughs) just go fuck yourself just ah. Oh, no, actually, I found the body quote. This is incredible, because, like, she was, you know... um, uh, Let me just read you the paragraph. Gordon Brown was forced to defend Harriet Harman, leader of the Commons, da-dee-da-dee-da. Forced uh, to. After she she made things worse on the Today programme, that explaining that wearing the anti-stab armour was courtesy to the police officer she was with, adding, it's almost like if you go to a meat factory, they give you a white hairnet, and nobody thinks you're going to make a meat pie. (laughs) Deputy Leader of the Labour Party for a long, long time, by the way. And she another one of these people. So stone cold stupid. Get like the Stella fuck Creasy. Out of here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, David, continue on. Uh, public life is drowning in hate, and violence and harassment towards political representatives is increasingly being normalised. Unless we take responsibility for addressing this, the outcome will not simply be that the loudest voices and largest wallets win. Democracy <laughs> will lose. So here's the thing. Fucking Christ on fire. Did you know that the spending cap for political parties is being raised by 80% from 19.5 million to 35 million? You know? Yes. Further reason uh, that you should not expect a Labour victory. Well, it's it's also like you're you're so concerned about money in politics. Really? Really? Because surely you should be decrying, you know, that rather than. I don't know, people showing up at an office with placards. Like, I have news for you, Stella, about the the winning status of those with the largest wallets in today's democracy. Yeah, I, w- I would mm. simply look at the campaign of Keir Starmer for leadership if you were talking about dark money mm. politics. <laughs> read, read back that line about the wallets. Unless we take responsibility for addressing this, the outcome will not simply be that the loudest voices and largest wallets win, democracy will lose. Yeah, I think that's to dig because, like, you know, the people, the people fucking complaining about money and that, and it's like, oh well, you know, if you if you don't settle down, you're just making things worse for yourself with your foolish, childlike ideas about how people shouldn't be able to buy politicians. But what, like, but what a sorry, what a weird like line comparison of of loudest voices and largest wallets, like. Uh, yeah. Are they equivalent? Are they the same thing? Are the people who are like demonstrating against the genocide in Gaza the same people who are like slushing dark money into election campaigns? Is that like is there is the other point then 
that if neither the loudest voices nor the largest wallets are supposed to win, and let's say they're equivalent, they're not, but let's just say for the argument that they are. So the only people who are, according to Stella Creasy, fit to vote in a democracy are the people with indoor voices with some money, but not too much of it. So like Guardian readers. I mean, That's yes, sense, of course, it? but... Yeah, I mean, yeah. And like the thing about loudest voices... The loudest voices do already fucking win. It just so happens that those loudest voices are the ones that are backed by the largest wallets. Like, yes. look at the TERFs. The TERFs have fucking so much funding. That's why their voice is so loud. There are 12 of them. And yet, all we ever fucking hear is their bullshit. Also, on the counterpoint, there's legitimate conspiracy theories being spread about how all the Gaza protests are being funded by foreign states to gin up dissent within Britain. And that is actually it's, it's foreign action to undermine the stability of the nation. Yeah, like, it was you ever know. thus. Thank you, Mr. Putin. Yeah. Before Putin, it was like fucking Soros. And before Soros, it was some other fucking prick, probably. It's now President Xi because the fucking, um, because China have a temerity to back the, the, the recent court action. Oh, um, yeah. That was really Israel. funny when they came out and used all the, the international rules that the order's based on to um, yeah. tell people that actually this is what's happened and everyone got really mad at them for citing but, no, those the way, same um, international rules that we love. The yeah. way Stella Creasy says loudest voices and largest wallets is those are the bad things at either end of the political spectrum. So like at the right you've got the largest wallets because everyone just pays for, for there to be like more fucking like hate crimes and at the opposite end you've got like the dreaded popularism where like millions of people go on a march and that's just intimidating and then in the middle you've got the quiet voices and small wallets of the nice centrist people who should be allowed to manage the decline forever. Mm. You'd be glad to know that was the first paragraph. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> she, she might as well say democracy there... belongs with those with wallets small enough to inspect. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> democracy belongs with, like, you know what I mean, the, the nice indoor voice wallet people like her parents who got her a job. Right. <laughs> hey, now right they're here. really busy literally running the local Labour Party in Walthamstow. They just yeah. do that, you know, yeah. out of mm -hmm. service for you. She's the chosen one. Yeah. They did it all for you, Stella. <laughs> and for what? <laughs> yes. We raised the biggest dipshit in British political history, and all we got was this lousy constituency office. <laughs> <laughs> Publicly declared, anyway. Right, <laughs> brace yourself for the fucking inevitable. Oh, Every MP has not just the shadow of the deaths of our beloved friends David Amos and Joe Cox looming in on our thoughts, oh, but also knowledge of the day-to-day -day violence our colleagues experience. Day-to-day okay. violence? If there was day-to-day -day violence against the fucking cunt hive that is the house of commons we would never hear the fucking end of it there would be this is a video this is a fucking society awash with videos and cameras and everything if there was violence actual violence committed you would hear the fucking end of it it would be daily wailing didn't you see paul sweeney's video what they mean by violence is people asking them to like fucking like be better it's, and, it's and, people and we do in fact never them. hear the fucking end of it yeah Look, we've yeah. established that a sense of menace to intimidate is equivalent to uh, harm to a person. So, Sorry, as an important point, right, uh, that I saw someone making on fucking social media the, like last week, what was it that Joe Cox's killer was like yelling as he killed her? And Nothing, like, he was a quiet gardener. Mm -hmm. and, and what? 
and what sort of paraphrase of that slogan is now on like fucking uh, labor membership cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you um, want, if you want to talk, if you want to talk about honoring a memory and so on, you know. Yeah, I don't need to agree with Tobias Elwood or Mike Freer. That's right, you don't. On Although policy, I do. but you yeah. do anyway. <laughs> to, yeah, to know that a line has been crossed when their private addresses and constituency offices have been targeted, and they Arcan- are not alone. Aren't constituency offices definitionally public record? Yeah, I've yes. I've walked like by a bunch of constituency office. They they they're full of posters saying this is the constituency of so and so. That's part yeah, of the no, point. No, the, They're the supposed issue, to be fucking billboards. The issue is not that people know where it is. The issue is that people went there and like asked them to do things. I assume. Oh. Yeah, when she says targeted, I'm pretty pretty fucking certain it's not going to be a drone strike. Do you know what I mean? I'm pretty certain it's going to be way down the other end of the spectrum of terrible things you can be targeted by. The way, yeah. the way a constituency office is meant to work is it's meant to be open at a designated time in a month that no one can really attend... And uh, you have a staffer sit there and they receive anyone who comes in and they ask, what are you here for? And if they say that it's something that you don't want to talk about, then you say, I'm sorry, their appointments are all filled today. Can you come back? And in practice, you only ever bother seeing people who you want to listen to so you can show that you're doing some good, take some photographs and put that in your election literature material next time round. That's it. That's the constituency office. And uh, when yep. you actually you know, have people showing up with demands, that's, uh, that's, that's not good. That's anti-democratic. That's beyond the pale, though. You're not supposed to demand, you're supposed to vote once mm-hmm. every five years as prescribed. Yeah. And if you don't vote, we'll just have to kill even more Palestinians. Yep. And then where will and then then how will you feel? You know, you might be mad about Joe Biden supplying all those fucking bombs, but Trump would give them an extra bomb for free. Yeah. Because he's, the, <laughs> because he's, he's just like deals, that. You see? Yeah. As campaign groups seek to be held, they are taking ever more incendiary directions because you don't listen look (laughs) like i'm really fucking sick of this shit it's like why do you think people civil society campaign groups the stop the war coalition the uh you know climate protesters uh uh student protesters against why do you think they're taking ever more whatever directions it's because you fucking Cunts in once again the cunt hive that is the House of Commons don't listen. There's like super majorities even among the Tories for like nationalizing the f- fucking water, energy, you know, rail mail water, the fucking post office. It's because you cunts never fucking listen and actually have the temerity to turn around and say, actually, all this protest is violence and me fucking privatizing your nan's carcass in her graveyard and are selling it for parts to Serco is good, actually. It's, listen, you utter pricks. Yeah, it's something like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which reminds me, actually, like they should they, instead of privatizing Royal Mail, they should sell it to Jeff Bezos for a pound. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! No, just stop oil. Stated to the Guardian that it oh. would challenge MPs at their homes. Good. And protests Good. over and protests over Gaza have happened outside MPs' houses, with Good. protesters Good. dobbing constituency offices with red paint. Good. Right, so red paint is now violence. What possibly have? 
so red paint is now violent. So when when who who was the uh, the, the six chip cunt again? Uh, the the big dinners guy. Gary Sandbrook eats big dinners. Is that now political violence? It is yes, because graffiti yes. is crime and all crime is violence. Listen, sure. the thing they they really need to understand is that. If spilling red paint is equivalent to spilling blood in terms of response it gets from the state, you're not disincentivizing people from spilling blood. What you're doing <laughs> is getting them to go, oh, well, I might as well, well be, you know, hung for the you as for the lamb. Like, mm. I'm sorry, but that's hanged even. That that's This is the direction this goes in. There's a reason all of these safety release valves of, like, civil protest were made. And as you get rid of them, as you crack down harder and harder people increasingly have no fucks left to give and if they're gonna no, they be have horrendously no they punished, have nowhere to go yeah you know there's no where the fuck are you supposed to take your political energies now you know what the, what, the fucking Somewhere labor else. party uh can i wait yeah, let me just sign up for the party. let me just sign up for the enough is enough mailing list shall i now maybe something <laughs> that yeah. will Look, you can, get some you can do them, fucking you can results do your- you can do your protesting within the designated free speech zone and then and you're going to like it. Yeah, and the designated free speech zone for protesting like Westminster decisions is like somewhere just south of the cliff of, cliffs of Dover. Like where you just, you know, all you're allowed to do is like fucking lemming yourself off the cliffs. Just... Yeah. Just, just... Politicians are used to people disagreeing with them. No, they're not. <laughs> Clearly not. If they were, you wouldn't be writing this asinine fucking article. I mean, no, the thing is, they used to, people disagreeing with them in the sense of what what she means is, they used to just not giving a fuck about what the public thinks or wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed, few would wish to live in a world where they didn't. Yeah, because the only world these people want to live in, we've covered it in the awards, but, you know, we'll say it again, is the Polite Disagreement podcast. That's like the, mm. that's that's the level of disagreement these people want to have, stage managed in a studio, but never stepping outside the bounds of fucking decorum. You can be a mass slaughter all you like, as long as you wear a top hat, it doesn't matter. I do like how that was a that was a very recently <laughs> polished rule in the House of Parliament to uh, raise those points of order. Just mm. oh. Listening to those you disagree with is often the best way to learn. No, it's not. Bullshit. Or to confirm you're on the right path. Uh, There's what they go for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A culture (sighs) that tries to stifle dissent and arouses such anger is not just bad for politicians, many of whom are walking away (laughs) rather than face the ignominy of wearing protective clothing to go outdoors. Bullshit. Bullshit. I... I've never heard so much asinine piss in my life. The people who are walking just, away in droves are the fucking Tory MPs who know they don't have a hope in hell of getting re-elected. They're walking away now also, to get a cush job in a consultancy gig. They're not... Oh! I love that the um, that the thing is, it's like, oh, it's not good for society when people try to suppress dissent. That's why we have to suppress so much dissent. Yeah. Also, show me a single MP who doesn't love dressing up in this bullshit. I'm sorry. You give an MP the opportunity to wear a uh, you know a hard hat or a high vis vest or, or a any kind vest, of military we talking about yeah. Harry fucking yeah. Harman. Every yeah. MP is a Lib Dem at heart. Yes. <laughs> They're all willy ready. Yeah. 
<laughs> just less no, of size. comparison to the boy. It's important. Yeah. It's important They're to all, note. Every single one of them is lawful evil Willy Rennie. <laughs> it's important to note that like expressing your fucking opinion in like say in this case a desire for like people to stop killing children is is trying to suppress dissent do you know what i mean because the mps are the brave dissenters everyone in the country thinks you should stop killing children but the mps are there to say but have you considered arms sales do you know what i mean and like no, oh- you try oh you trying to say you saying to them, but fuck the arms sales. That's you suppressing their righteous dissent. But them saying that it's a, it's legal for the police to drive a bulldozer over you if you try and like prevent climate change. <laughs> that's just like you know that's just a sensible proportionate response to bring the children back in order. Yeah. yeah. Or like I mean, just like the the you know what we were just talking about with the with the stuff with the S and P in Parliament, right? Uh, it, the parliament is supposed to, you know, be, be be in in the public life and everything. And then, you know, when an actual bill comes up with an actual consequence of saying, no, you are doing, you know, mass punishment, which is a war crime, then all of you people, like, can't wait to flip over the fucking, you know, board and change the rules as far and as fast as you can. Just so, like, Keir Starmer is embarrassed to having a vote where some of his MPs go against him. Like, are you f- are you for real now? This is just... I hate to say it, but yes, she is. I think there's also, like, an element where they don't want to have to take a vote against certain things because potentially if this ever does get to the point of there being, like, a, you know, yeah. review the criminal actions of other foreign governments in support of apartheid moment, that would be, like, yeah, what you we wouldn't would call want Exhibit D. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, and that's precisely why Starmer very specifically didn't want that vote happening because yeah. he didn't want to have to vote down a motion that said um the war crimes that i agreed with personally are bad mm-hmm. anyway um it is also bad for the causes and campaigns that drove so many of us into public life and on which we want to see progress which yeah ones? like personal enrichment uh, yeah. handouts to your immediate family, things of this nature. A parents, a parents need a new conservatory. <laughs> yeah. Parents need yeah. a new conservatory. Terrible <laughs> problems like limits on, you know, the, the on, on, on fucking, what, what is it, fixed odds betting uh, uh, machines. Terminals. You know, te- terminals, but, you know, terrible things. There was a fucking op-ed today in the sun that might as well have been written by the, like, the, the pro-gambling lobby about, like, how it would be evil to restrict bets on horse races. That kind of stuff. I didn't know mm. Tom Watson was back. <laughs> <laughs> he never left. Draconian efforts by the government to shut protests down have rightly been challenged. And indeed... Many of us have defended those who do disagree with us shouldn't oh, do that. Oh, fuck Both off. in other political parties and in community movements. Oh, yeah, they've oh, yeah. definitely defended people who disagree with them in other political parties. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, yeah, like, you know, witness the fucking yeah. S&P, man. Or, you know, shit like, I remember fucking Starmer whipping the Labour Party to abstain on the, what was it, the, the fucking, that crime amendment bill that now makes, like, anything undercover cops do, including committing crimes and, you know, creating children, is now legal as long as, like, the Justice Secretary says it is. You know, like, yeah, I really remember that fucking disagreement over draconian measures because you voted to abstain instead of against. Go fuck. Why is it just 
I know, right? It's it's a society awash in information and an overflow, and we all see too much shit for like our fragile human brains to handle on a daily goddamn basis. But why is it like? Why did this fucking clown assume that we're the that nobody has any memory? Just because you're not supposed to. Like that's, oh, that's the rules. Right. You're not you're not supposed to have any memory of a choice that was made by someone else outside of your immediate periphery. They also get very, very mad whenever there's one of those sites that tells you their voting record. Like, yes. they've, been on, they've, yeah. they've been on record, ironically, saying that they, uh, they hate all these voting sites and they think that there should be right of reply for them. Because, you know, you need to hear important <laughs> context about why it was necessary to bomb all the Palestinian children using Israeli Air Force. Uh, and, like, it's also, also like, further... further uh... To the point of these MPs are just fucking cowards, considering the fact that they were, uh, when we were talking earlier about uh, all this stuff with the SNP motion and all that shit, they were considering having parts of that, uh, all those debates in private. One, something they've only, yeah. like, that's only happened twice in like the last hundred years. Yeah. What we are seeing now is not simply a livelier version of public life. You cannot have free speech if 50% of a conversation is spent living in fear that saying no will mean a risk of harm to either yourself or someone you love. Bullshit. Yeah. So, wait, so, so, so if, if the members of parliament make decisions which impact the life and death of others, say a child in Gaza or, you know, the bedroom tax to take something more, you know, UK local or, you know, a vote that dooms future children of Britain, like the extension of, um, you know, oil and gas drilling rights in the North Sea, like both parties support. That's OK, then, because all of us yeah, are that's like what, cower. Yeah. OK, just no, that, yeah, that's no, fine, just, because it's just, not just not an I MP or someone an MP loves. Like, True. unless okay. you're in that small sphere of people, fuck you. Nor is it okay for protest to become about persecution because you may or may not agree with an issue. Eh? What? Um, what? I cannot be held responsible for my own views. What? Yeah, I actually am going to ask you to repeat that one, David, because I swear yeah. to God, I feel like it drained out that, of my head. That makes yep. no sense. Nor is, it, nor is it okay for protest to become about persecution because you may or may not agree with an issue. Again, it is entirely... Please do not at me for the things I have said and done. Wait, so so protests are okay if I dis yep. may or may not agree on an issue. But yes. I'm assuming that it is up to Stella Creasy personally herself to say, no, this is now persecution. You know, like specifically in terms of case of Stella Creasy, because we've so seen her do this shit before. Is like when people protest or argue, not even protest but argue with her on twitter where she is all the time fucking name searching she has a record of it and then when people say actually he is not my aggression but my well thought out argument as to why what you're doing is fucking wrong when she says actually this is not the correct medium i need this for casework if you live in my constituency please write me you know a handwritten letter that i will then ignore it what is it that then? Is that persecution to at Stella? Yes. Yeah. It, it's yeah. all it's persecution. Although, right, so you know that there are levels of power, right? And you want those levels of power to do a thing. It's entirely okay to say you want 
the levers to do a thing, it is not okay for you to ask the people with the hands on the lever to make it do the thing because it's not their fault, you see, that yeah. they have the hand there. Someone uh-huh. placed it there. You placed it there, actually. It's your fault, the voter. So you shouldn't also, get mad at your own decisions. Also, also, uh, to be crystal clear on this, um, it's not fair of you to get mad at them when they say no. Yes. Yeah. Please, right, please do not contact her again. Yeah. Climate pro... Wait, wait for this one. Climate protesters picketing MPs' houses is no more acceptable than the threats I have received from anti-abortion campaigners. Those are the same. Do you think there's some equivalence in her head between, like, the children who are living in Gaza and getting murdered and, like, unborn babies? And, like, if both people are equally morally right for, like, you know, believing in their issue and thus, you know, like, there's some kind of equivalence between those two examples? Because it seems like a pretty odd one. Let's talk about the stupid thing that she said here. So... Like climate protesters and anti-abortion campaigners, yes, are the same the same thing. Is is just ridiculous. But then saying that people outside your house, you, the elected representative, the person who was not forced in any way to take on this mantle, um, having to deal with some people outside holding some signs versus actual threats that you have received, those are not the same thing. They are not equivalent. There is no equivalence there. Any equivalence that you believe might be there has been developed by you and by people in your fucking sphere building it up into that to justify not giving a fuck about the demands that people are making. I've just realised that what they're essentially doing is showing the hand. They're revealing that the reasons protests work is because they're a threat of subsequent action, essentially. And, you know, they understand that's what protests are, not that they want anyone else to, and so now they're desperately trying to paper that over. Like yeah. in their heads, it's like it's equivalent because they know where it leads. Even though the the, the explanation they're trying of everyone else is that no, 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 there's legitimate protest and illegitimate protest. A legitimate protest is protest that doesn't go anywhere, doesn't achieve anything, and isn't a prelude to anything else, and isn't a warning sign. It's not a storm yeah. warning of what's to come. But in their heads, they're like, oh no, protests. They 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 are like the. They're the public putting you on notice that there'll be follow-up action. Yeah. And we can't get the public to start thinking about it this way, even though we think of it this way. Uh, we we just need to shut this down right now. It's the, just so illustrative of like the actual the, power the dynamics entire, beneath this shit. The entire model of democracy is, is based on the consent of the people, right? At its core element, people are put in place at the consent of the people. That consent can be withdrawn at any point. Now, from that, there is a very loud part that you can extrapolate from that in the form of consequences if things do not go correctly. Now, that's not anything in particular. That is just the very nature of what power is in a representative democracy or any other form of democracy. So mm-hmm. all these people have done is their adrenaline shot up a little bit because they've noticed that more people are disagreeing with them and that has heightened their senses And that very, very quiet part, which in all countries on the fucking planet, Britain is possibly the fucking last one that will actually bother its arse to get Mm -hmm. off and and do a revolution of some sort of violent type. And these people are hearing that shrieking through them like a fucking bat because the most mild inconveniences have happened to them. Like, they're almost willing the worst possible circumstances 
into reality. At this point, they are building their own fucking tulpa. Right, moving on. All would argue that their cause is so vital and important that such tactics are merited. But to allow these behaviours to become the norm for any is to enable it for all. Bullshit! Yes, we can't... You can't allow that because then everyone would have an active stake and influence in democracy. And that's not how the system's set like, up. Utter, utter fucking just nonsense. Nonsense and horseshit that, again, super majorities of British people want there to be an immediate end to the fighting in Gaza and an end to the genocide of the Palestinian people. They are right to be fucking furious about it. And if we're going to flip it around and, and say, you know, anti-abortion campaigners, I don't know how many there are in the UK probably more than I think there are, but it can't be that many. It can't be that many. Or fucking TERFs. Let's take TERFs, for example, because I think Stella Creasy is reasonably okay on, like, trans rights, if I remember if I remember correctly. Like, like fucking glitter is is like couldn't fucking manage like a, a, a fucking protest outside Stella Creasy's house or if this it'd be five weirdos the reason it could be 300 people outside your house is because more of the British people feel the same way it is not the same thing it doesn't have the same end results even on a like practical level let alone like a moral level because there's things anti-abortion and wishing Gaza children to not be buried alive under the rubble of UK made bombs is they're not <sighs> yeah the ultimate irony is that this behaviour is driving the closure of the public sphere itself who's closing with it MPs being what, what? Wh which what? sphere wh which public sphere is it the public sphere in which you inhabit which has been very tightly closed off to all but those you allow in it is it that one also, who's closing With it? With MPs. Who's closing it? Is it, is, it, is it me? Is it Jamie? Is it David? Is it you, Stella? Who's, 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 who's locking the door? Just no, so me. I have yeah, a sense like of... That, that's, that's exactly what I mean. It is, it is the MPs themselves. It is that fucking group of people whom they're allowed yeah, to make decisions. Yeah, because we forced them to do it. Yeah, well, that's our fault, I suppose. Oops on yeah. us. Uh, with MPs being told they need to have security at any public meeting, no matter the subject, and not to meet constituents in person. You see, if if we if we had just been sensible and never expressed our civil right to like fucking dissent, they wouldn't have to take it away from us. So really, yeah. we're the ones to blame here. Again, like, and as much as this might be, oh. I don't know, bowing to the fucking whims of the mob or whatever. See if people would just vote in a way that the majority of people actually agree with. How much of this would be happening? How many protests would you have to be seeing if you had all just fucking collectively dealt with this and put a fucking vote on to get a ceasefire going? But David, you don't understand. American foreign policy is to support Israel, and we can't go against American foreign policy because of the nature of international relations and our very precarious uh, position in you know the structural flow of capital these days. So I'm sorry, we well, just have to allow the annihilation of the Palestinian people. And uh, I would, just, I that's would just simply, it. that's the reality. Uh, well, if that's the reality of it, and there's no way to do it, I would simply have not stood for election and not put myself in this impossible position. 
if such a position is impossible, it was fucking foreseeable. And if it was foreseeable, you have only yourself to blame for putting yourself in a position to deceive the ire of the public because of the decisions you are making. Like, this is how it works. It always comes back to the same point that you, as an MP, have a conscious agency and you're choosing to do this with it yeah. rather than actively making difference where possible or, you know, trying to, in some form, if not enact, at least express the whims and wills of the wider British public. And, like, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, but, like, Stella Creasy, among the things she's famous for, apart from getting into fucking Twitter spats and, you know, having her parents run the local Labour office, is, like, she's quite, if I remember correctly, like, quite proud, you know, proud of the history of British feminism. I wonder if there's any history of British feminism doing something a little bit more, like, outre, like, out there than you know, standing somewhere politely in the corner of the park holding a placard. I wonder if there's any history or something that we could look at and say, what did they do? We need to bring back people ringing bells near MPs. <laughs> when women <laughs> wanted the vote, they simply voted for it. That's how yeah. they got the vote. <laughs> yeah. And also, more seriously, that was good because it benefited her personally. Uh, yeah. There's not a joke there. It's just that's that's how they relate no, to this. No, it's, kind of it's, it's true. Like there's there's a self interest involved in that one, and it's not to say that that's necessarily a bad thing because as it turns out, a lot of self interests are actually quite important, and uh, the diverse nature of human society means that it's actually core to any sort of progressive like movement that these things are listened to and acted upon. Mm. Perhaps there is a lesson in there. Whomst can say. Anyway, um, yet one of the best things about Britain's parliamentary system is that we expect our politicians to be part of the communities they're elected to serve. Yeah, bollocks. Okay. I, I, Not true. Well, they all live in fucking London. That's why they all get second home allowances for houses to yep. flip. I've bollocks! Got, do you a... live in your constituency? I've got a radical policy that uh, will satisfy, satisfy Stella Creasy's desire for all this uh, outrageous uh, pressure being put on MPs, uh, for that to be subsided somewhat, and that's to force anyone who wants to go to a protest or uh, lobby their MP in person, they have to read one of these interminable Stella Creasy articles and give a report on what the contents of it were before they can do that. Because <laughs> this has successfully drained every ounce of life that I had left in me before we started this recording. Good. I do love the write a book report in order to participate in democracy model we're moving towards. Yes, excellent. Mm, yeah. Great. Finally, Rob and I will be the only voters. <laughs> now that the parliamentary security team requests the details of your daily travel plans when you'll be visiting your local supermarket or the pub, it's hard not to feel that something has gone very wrong. Yes, what it is has. It, what went wrong? What went wrong? Can you articulate it? Do you, know, do you know what this puts in my head? Fidel fucking Castro visited the United States, and while he was on the plane over, the press were like, so um, what about the bulletproof vest you wear all the time? And he's like, bulletproof vest? I don't wear a bulletproof vest. And he literally opened his shirt and lifted up to show you his bare chest. He's like, I never wear a bulletproof vest. I have a bulletproof vest made of morality. And uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's literally like, there is the solution. Oh. Understandably. 
there is a real fear of talking about this problem among politicians, especially women, people of colour, and LGBT representatives who are targeted the most. Um, We're told to raise concerns is to show we can't, quote, take the heat or we're seeking to avoid accountability. Now, there's something in there that is true. Um, That's largely down to the culture of what Westminster is, which is um, a shaggles club for rich men. Um, Like, that is absolutely going to be part of that and i'm not going to i'm not going to say anything against that that's true yeah um indeed westminster has not acted with grace thought empathy or inclusivity in recent years mps have found to be abusive mm, mps have been found to be abusive or corrupt uh-huh yep yeah uh, checks, wednesday yeah. night in the yep, wednesday night in the commons showed we can lose sight of what matters no, 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 Stella Creasy, Labour MP, you didn't at all lose sight of what matters <laughs> to you. You kept that very firmly fucking focused in your sights. Yeah. The subjects we deal with, economic insecurity, genocide and hunger, fundamental human rights, are messy, complicated and nuanced. Uh-huh. And our discussions are uh-huh. too often stage-managed, petty, and dismissive. Uh-huh. Are they Give now me... six paragraphs in, Stella? Are they now? What's uh, economic, you know, hunger? Yeah. Yeah, it's real messy. Yeah, let's, you know, let's vote against, let's be against fucking kids' school meals during corona. We all remembered, again, curse with, with memory, you know, going against the Marcus Rashford feeding the school kids first until we got too popular. You know, no ifs, no buts, kids back in school. You know, that was really <laughs> fucking messy and complicated, wasn't it? To let kids starve. You, you, you forgot the nuance though, Rob, and that's I why did. your argument I'm just so collapsed in itself. Oops. But, last paragraph, by the way. That the answer fuck. isn't to go low. Go fuck <laughs> it <is> yourself. <laughs> it is to reinforce the value of robust and reasoned democracy. That uh-huh. value being the proles don't speak to me in a way I don't like. And yeah. the proles don't get aggy when I don't do what they want me to. If we don't, only those who enjoy conflict and fear will go into politics. No, wrong, absolutely yeah. wrong. Perhaps you may find people who enjoy um, representing the majority opinions. What if Parliament was entirely staffed by fucking Batman villains? Do you know what I mean? What if the Scarecrow uh. was in there? Enjoying fear and conflict. I I struggle to imagine how it could be any worse than what we have currently. Mm, Yeah. It may make for entertaining viewing. No, it wouldn't. Oh, fuck you. It won't. (laughs) Oh, I'm so tired, but but also angry. Of the five (laughs) of us, we're like uh, like freakishly 
some of us more than others pay attention to like British politics. I'm the only one of the of of the five of us who occasionally like summons up the blood to watch half an hour of like PMQs or Keir Starmer talking live. And it's like Yes, yes, you're the only one. <laughs> yeah, the only we one. Can <laughs> hear your fucking blood pressure from here. <laughs> can I say it's not entertaining viewing. It makes me want to eat my own fists. Yeah. What about when they make funny little like one liners at each other though? Is that not entertaining viewing? You know, in line with what Jamie said before, it makes me want to become the fucking Joker. Mm. It may make for entertaining viewing, but it will lead to terrible policy making. Oh no, (laughs) what if we got terrible policies? What would that look like? I must have been dead the last 20 years. You're all misinterpreting it because this is a threat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. God help us, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the floodgates are open and have unleashed the hounds of hell. <laughs> Setting back the progress we've made in achieving a consensus around important issues such as net zero. Oh, I'm going to become the fucking Two-Face. What? <laughs> <laughs> what progress? The, pro- the only progress no. is downwards. It's a constant agreement to do less. Ah, but Rob... It is an agreement and therefore consensus. I swear. Checkmate. The last, I, I know I mentioned it briefly before, but just, just the last thing these fucking morons agree to when it comes to net zero, which again is about not boiling the planet. And I don't know if you've noticed, but this February, very, very fucking abnormally warm. The last thing that the Labour Party and the Conservative Party actually agreed on, like in full, was more oil and gas licenses in the North Sea. Uh, That's uh, just yeah. sensible no, politics, you're right. It would be horrible if we got terrible policymaking, Stella. God, I wouldn't want that to happen. Yeah, what a terrifying, brave new world it would be. Finding someone to scream at may make you feel better, but it is not a healthy political culture. <laughs> yep, Do you feel better, that's Rob? It. Do you feel better? Does this episode yeah. make you feel better, Rob? In future, In if, short- if, if Rob's annoying us, we can just play this episode back to him to kill him. when shock tactics become commonplace the quality of public debate suffers the the just a just a just an out and out reasonable article from start to finish really like you've really Mm. like bad this one out of the park Stella well done this is genuinely drained my will to live. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we begin bad. to lose the ability oh, more. to have oh, conversations no. with people we disagree with, to discuss contentious issues with constituents, and to learn to live alongside one another. And Holy that f- surely is what politics is supposed to be about. It's not. Everyone. Back in your box, know your place. That's what I I partake in democracy for. All I want is just everyone to be able to live alongside each other. You know what I mean? I want politicians to get along and everything to be nice. And not at all for like, you know, me me to be able to afford food and and heating. Yeah. Every day should be Christmas Day with your racist uncle. Yeah. Fuck me. Like... I'm I'm borrowing a line from from you know we don't talk about the weather so you know just just like yeah but like 
politics well, isn't about do it being. On a stellar Creasy article is the time to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> politics is not about being nice to each other. It's like it's combat over scarce resources between different interest groups. Jamie wants to have a place to live and food to eat. And, you know, fucking Stella Creasy wants to, for all I know, maybe she doesn't, wants to give the, give the fucking gambling industry a tax break. There's a conflict there. <laughs> it's completely insane that those two things are in conflict, but those are the facts. Yep. Like, yeah, have have conversations with people you disagree with. Fine, but like, whatever. And like, also, what are you disagreeing over? What is the substance of your disagreement? What you know? How material is your concern? If it is like about life and death, about being able to have a dignified existence in one of the top 10 richest countries in the world, maybe it should be a little bit more fucking urgent than the fucking discussion that, you know, I would love to have, which is about whether or not natural wine is any fucking good. Maybe it's not the same stakes. <laughs> maybe it's not the same thing. Maybe not everything is just a polite fucking disagreement. Just... Unless we get further sucked into this fucking hellhole of a 21st century where everything crumbles before your very eyes and the planet boils to dust because these fucking carcasses don't want to move because they're getting glad-handed by fucking Shell and BB. Maybe it's now is not the time to just sit around and talk about the quality of dessert forks. We're in entire yeah. territory for Rob noises tonight. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to become the Victor Zaz. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, who would like some comment or commentary? Oh, God. No, oh, and actually, yes. no, sorry. On strike, we're two hours into this fucker. Do we really have to do comment and commentary yes, on top of Stella fucking Creasy? Yes. We, we don't. Actually, I didn't prepare any. That was just a, 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 a hollow threat. threat. <laughs> All right, well, fuck you then. I was excited I can't for a moment there. <laughs> so that was the kind of protest we approve of then. Okay. I can't believe yeah, you're, yeah. You, you would just, like, threaten us, you know, in our own very I own recording pod. can't believe you cowards didn't call us bluff like I did. <laughs> <laughs> I am. This is why only one of us is actually cut out for political office, Jamie. And unfortunately, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Yeah. Well, bring back swords wait. in the House of Commons. <laughs> what I'm gonna say. <laughs> So I, I was going to say I hope that was a fun and enlightening episode, but I know that it wasn't. Um, everyone is now both sadder and stupider for hearing it, so you are welcome. Uh, for more content which is better than this, but also sometimes worse than this, uh, patreon.com forward slash praxiscast. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, the, the bonus is much you more delightfully entertaining. Yeah, you get bonus episodes every month. We've got a bonus episode that should have just come out. And uh, that was the yeah that was unless the we, one, unless so. we forgot to publish it like last month <laughs> yeah unless unless we <laughs> fucked up in which case oops or bad uh, so yeah but you should join the Patreon um you will get access to that one and many others like it also uh, you'll get access to the Discord the Discord is where we spend our um, off time screaming and you should come and join us in that pursuit and merch is available t uh, praxiscast dot tmail.com and uh, sometimes check out Twitch. Things happens there too. Twitch.tv slash PraxisCast. Uh, I actually, I have, a, I have a note on that, which is, assuming all goes well, Nico and I will be starting up 
doing some Elden Ring streams over the next few months, uh, going into the lore of Elden Ring and generally preparing for a big stream in June when the Elden Ring DLC releases. So stay tuned for that and laugh at us yeah, if so it doesn't happen. Mark, yeah, mark that in your forward fucking memory for June. You'll be dead by then. Yeah, yeah it's 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 a great it's a great idea to tell our I assume majority ADHD audience uh, to plan that far <laughs> in advance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't even know what June is. If the three waves we experience between now and then don't kill you, then tune in in June for some yeah. streams. Yeah, June is um, the film that's coming out next week, Jamie. <laughs> cool. Nice. Yeah. Warm. Yeah. yeah, tune in Tune in then to hear about, like, what if there was a boss that, like, had a fucking hat or some shit, whatever the lore of Elden Ring is. <laughs> I don't care now. Like that. There's a tree, Warm mentioned. Sorry, Warm. Worm. What's Ooh. the lore of the worm, though? Does it have a hat? Does it have worm. a tree? It worm. has worm. Yeah, worm's about to come up. Worm, 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 worm. Technically, to the worm, the Kwisatz Haderach is a hat. <laughs> if I apologise and say I won't ever do it again, can we end this bit? Worm. No, you've got to live um, with it now. Worm, worm, uh, worm, good worm, worm, worm. Good worm, everyone. You what you should have done, what you should have done, as everyone knows, is walked without rhythm. <laughs> so that is my favourite that is my favourite fat boy slim track as well uh, right, I'm Christopher walking out on this episode goodbye, goodbye. Christopher Worman <laughs>